It's your homie Rashawn. Be cool. And this your boy C. Three men collaborating for the betterment of each other and listeners. Welcome to the Betterment Podcast. I look to to Blessings, blessings. Yo, yo, what's going on, people? What's up, what's up? Today is already blessed. blessed. Hey. Yeah, yeah. How y'all doing today, man? Who posted that this morning? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody. everybody. Post posted. and repost. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, man. We hitting it for all angles. You know what I mean? No room for the enemy to seep in because it's already blessed. Hey, Feel boy, you better yeah. preach over that. Hey. Look at him, man. Preach. Hey, man. Yo, Be cool. Just- What's up, man? What's poppin', man? Hey, man, we good, I'm man. I'm getting ready to get a collection plate for you. Hey, man, however we need to do it. Hey. You know? We can get fed spiritually and, you know. Okay. This one came here, man. You know? Hey. Let's hey. do it. Hey. Let's do it. The doors of the church is open. You know, man. the doors of the church are open. It's just an honor, man, to yeah. be in the presence of... Pastor Coot and Bishop Bass. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, here we go. Man. Yeah, that's coming from the overseer. Overseer. <laughs> <laughs> coming from the overseer, Kyle. Yeah. He the one laid the foundation, ain't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, He man. was a trailblazer. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Man, what, what, we, uh, what, what you about to say over here, bro? Uh, man, I was about to introduce... Yes, man. Who oh, we got yeah. with Special. us today? Yeah. He back again, yeah, right? Back. Yeah. back at it. Yeah, yeah. Who we got in the house, man? man we got Kev Keys in the building. Yeah, yeah. Yo. What's going on, Kev Keys? Man, I'm so glad to be here, man. Yeah. Looking yeah. good, man. Yeah, you healthy. Thank you. Looking yeah. healthy Looking over healthy. there. Yeah, feel healthy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 look. Looking healthy, feeling healthy. You healthy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Definitely, man. Yeah. So, what how was it? Huh? What we on? What we on today? What we on? Be cool. What we talking about today, man? Hey, man. What we uh we gonna uh, we gonna talk about the church again, ain't we? <laughs> what is yeah. church part yeah. two? Church. Part two? Hit part two. That seemed to be a a real strong topic. And uh, I believe it was that the that was that the first one we dropped. It so, was yeah, the first one we dropped. Yes, sir. It was, and uh, got good response off of us. So we are gonna hit you with a part two, and uh you know see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm interested to hear what we got to say. I mean, since the last time we talked about church, mm-hmm. there's some things that have happened in the church near and far, okay. close. Um, <laughs> and we got Kev here today, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's uh, been in the church all his life as well, uh, a minister of music, uh, been behind the scenes. So okay. pretty sure he has a, a plethora of uh, stories, wisdom, insight. Yes, I've seen a few things. You know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, heard a few things. There you go. There you go. Yeah, first off, man. Uh, so, Mr. Keys, man, what what is the church to you? What is the church to me? So, I know what the book definition is. Okay. Uh-huh. And I know what the biblical definition is. Right. Right. Um, basically, the church is. is it's really a group of believers. Uh-huh. You know, we say it's, we always say I'm going to church, uh-huh. um, but we all know that's it's not the building. Right. So uh, the church is people that have, uh, I guess, the same mission or should have the same mission uh, in mind, uh, the same uh, motives right. as far as what they're trying to accomplish when they say they are the church. Right. Same foundational block, uh, at least similar. So, uh, you know, the church, I think sometimes we, uh, 
we get misconstrued because of what society says the church should be. And we allow that to dictate yeah. to us right, right, what right, it right. is. Even though we may know different, you know, we get that pressure of what others say it should be. So Yeah. But would you would you say society has has done that as well as um I guess tradition and religion has actually uh caused us to think a particular way where in which it may not actually be that way? Absolutely. Most of the things that we do are based out of tradition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether it's church or not, mm-hmm. a lot of things, you know, most of what we go through is learned behavior. You know, a lot of things. I, I remember one time uh, I went and I needed gas. Okay. And uh, I drove past the Exxon. And my wife was like, why don't you stop in there? I was like, I don't put Exxon in my car. And she <laughs> asked me a very simple question. She said, why? And I thought about it. Yeah. And I was like, well, my dad didn't put Exxon in his car. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. I had never yeah. tried it or anything, but I had adapted or adopted that position simply because that's what I saw. Wow. Right, right, right. And right. I think that same principle can be applied to, to the church. Yeah. That's definitely apply. Because, <laughs> you know, you got, you know, and I'm speaking personally, just because, you know, your grandmother went to this specific church, your mother went, feel like you have to go mm-hmm. to the same church. You feel like your kids have to go to that same church. It's yeah. just passed down, and you don't never really get to, if you stay stuck in that mind state, you don't never really get to experience all that I think God has that's for you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I've experienced that just from, you know, my going, like, my my mother, uh, me leaving my home church at a young age, like 18, 19, and then venturing out into another ministry, which allowed me to explore the gifts I had in myself mm-hmm. because you know, there were openings that were needed to be filled. Like, we needed this for the youth. We needed this for the praise team. You know what I'm saying? At a young age and putting that energy towards it. You know what I mean? Um, so, that would be one. Um, it's like, I don't know, you know? You know, I, you know, just hearing you guys talk about this and I'm thinking about it. It makes you um, wonder how many people never really get a chance to experience God for themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people have relationships uh, or a relationship with God through mama or grandma or daddy or granddaddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they they see God move, but they've never been able to get out from up under a shadow and allow God to move in their lives. Right. You know, personally. Right. You yeah. know, um, and I think, you know, a lot of times tradition causes that as well. You know, um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we come in here by ourselves and we leave out by ourselves. Mm. So it's like in between that time, in that dash, mm. some way, somehow, we got to develop a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what Kev said. Hey, look, the, the church ain't ain't the building. Right. You no. know, it, it's not. It's not. As a matter of fact, it, I, think it's, I think it was in Romans where Paul told them, he said, greet the church in their house, meaning go to the believers that were in the home. So it's definitely not the building, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's, it's the people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. I mean, that's, that's real, man. Yeah. That's real. I just think about, man, how many people 
actually, you know, sitting at their home church and they're actually scared or in fear of going somewhere else, maybe to experience something new mm-hmm. or going somewhere else to, just like you did, you know, to activate or just to find out the other gifts that they might have yeah. within themselves. Yeah. How many people are scared to leave their home church? Feeling like, you know, they might say, oh, well, you're not loyal. You don't need to go here. Yeah. Or you don't need to go there. You know, um, I think the spirit behind that is is hidden. Mm. And, and what I'll say is I believe the spirit of competition is behind that. And the reason why I say that is, is because if you are a pastor and you got members and you are afraid that they may go somewhere else and they may enjoy themselves, they may enjoy a move of God. Right. First right. of all, you shouldn't have a problem with that because we're all the body, supposedly. You know, and if you're going elsewhere, maybe God is moving in your life saying, I need you to be over here on mm-hmm. this day. Because I'm going to do something in this place. Mm-hmm. Not saying he ain't doing it over here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, he, right. that, might be the, that might be the watering hole that, right. that day. Right. I'm saying a lot of people create a level of guilt because they are afraid what somebody else is doing. Mm. And that's the problem I have what I see in church, that spirit of competition. My church is better than this church. Or they doing it different over there. We don't do it like that. And... I believe that's a tactic of the enemy mm-hmm. because when you have that spirit of competition within the same body, you end up, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what Jay say, when a family fuse, don't nobody win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what's, what's happening at that time. Mm-hmm. And so like, how do you get past that when you have that? And you know, tradition plays a part in that too, because you, you know, we don't rock. Like we don't do that. We don't, Come on, man. It's it's a new day, man. Oh, you know, yeah. and a lot of times you can't reach a certain audience or group of, of people doing the same old thing, man. You know, yeah. nobody want to come to church and it sound like, you know what I'm saying, 1928 music. Come on, man. Yeah. See, I think the pro- part of the problem is we've allowed tradition to influence versus doctrine. Mm-hmm. So your, your tradition can change. Right. Mm-hmm. As long as the doctrinal foundational truths remain the same. Yeah. Right? So, a lot of times, it's because of that tradition, so, yeah, we never did it that way, or Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to do it that way because it's never been done before. I think a lot of it all comes back down to some type of fear in some way. The competition, Mm -hmm. uh, fear of you going somewhere else, seeing something, liking it, not coming back. Exactly. Fear of losing the monetary benefit that mm. may come with the member. Yeah. <laughs> Fear of losing the gift of that member because right. they now were exposed to, to something. something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and many times I think it it falls back to a lack of creativity on the part of the person who, who has that fear. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes uh, we can get comfortable in our tradition so that we don't feel the need to move forward or feel the need to be progressive because it worked 10 years ago. It worked. So we just got to fine tune just a little bit and it'll work again. And that's not always the case. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think, I don't think you gotta be able to, when God moves, you gotta be able to move. You can't be stuck 10 years behind, you know, 
I, I think that was a blessing for me to have parents to teach me, like, hey, if, if you feel God is leading you this way, then go for it, as long as you're doing, as long as you're a part of something that's that's doing something, you know what I mean? Right. So I think a lot of times when you talk about tradition and that fear of, um, it's something that may be passed down, you know? I mean, if you, you know, uh, we've talked about this in the past, though, but if you study when Christ was here on earth, walking on, on this, this earth, doing what he was doing, that's who he fought against. He fought mm-hmm. against the, the traditionalists and the, the religious people. Right. That's where it was, the Pharisees, Sadducees. He, mm-hmm. That's who he was beefing with the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I think that was kind of like a, if we look at it, it was a typology of what we're doing or dealing with in the church today. Mm-hmm. Like you never will really see the progress of what you could actually really have in the church until you defeat those things. And I'm not saying religion is bad, but like, you know, the word religion means to tie to tie down or to bind down. Mm-hmm. And if you study the word, Christ said, I came that you be free, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I, and I, I'm not dissing no church. I'm not dissing the church. I'm just saying, can we get to that place where we can be free? I think we can, man. I think it's being shown. I just think people got to accept, you know, the process understand the process and sometimes the process isn't going to be uh defined by days you know what i mean you you won't maybe you won't know Uh uh Um, but you have to be humble enough to go through the process to get to that freedom that you're speaking of yeah yeah and i think it's also once we get people to understand the definition or the real meaning of the church Uh that'll help too because Uh i think we use the word church for so many different things that the actual meaning is now diluted. Right, right. So right. now there's a, a misrepresentation of the church because of the way it's being represented. Mm-hmm. When if we can start to really get back to the, the root of what the church, of who the church really is, then that can really start to affect the way people see church. Yeah. yeah. Man, I just think it's crazy how, just like how you were saying that Jesus was against, you know, the religious, the traditional things in the Bible. Okay, so we know that as believers and in going to church, how did we get tied in, tied into that? If we know that Jesus was always outside, kind of radical teaching, dealing with people who today we say can't come into church Mm. or who Mm. we don't supposed to be around. How did we get there? How did we get to the place of being so religious and traditional if in the Bible that we read and study, if Jesus was against it? You know, I'll say this is because it's pretty much what the word religion means to tie up and buy down. It's that religious spirit where it's just indoctrined, you know what I'm saying, through generations that cause that. Now, um, there's... Again, I don't want to sound like I'm dissing, you know, the faith or anything like that. But um, you see it over and over again where you may have. Uh, and, and OK, I'll look at it like this. Sometimes you can be a part of something for so long that you can't realize that there's some wrong in it. Mm. Because that's all you have eaten all you've drunk, all you've breathed, mm-hmm. all your life. Mm-hmm. And until you are taken mm-hmm. out of a situation 
and you smell something dif- different, eat something different, drink mm-hmm. something different, you don't realize that there's a different taste for something else out there. Right. Not saying that it's bad. Right. And, and, and when I say this in a collective, it's still food. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. still drink. Mm-hmm. It's still air. But it's different. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad. Mm-hmm. And it's, it still does what it's supposed to do for your body. It right. still pl- replenishes you and, and, right. and gives you nutrients or whatnot. Right. It's just the fact of the matter that you were so stuck into something that you couldn't see. You know, and that happens a lot in, in so many different areas in our life, man. But I, I think, you know, um, I think it, there's a there's a design to that. And the reason why I say there's a design, because I think, you know, we have become docile in the church. Mm-hmm. Because if we say that, you know, Christ has given us all power and we have the authority, well, why in our neighborhoods somebody just got shot up last night Mm -hmm. why is there poverty and lack everywhere we see you know if we say we are the church and we have the authority and the power and you know wealth is ours and we should be walking in that what's going on so i think somewhere there's a disconnect where we've kind of mentally just been docile you know yeah i think i think man we just got to get to a place where we switch it up because we, I think we living in a different time. We living in different times, man. It's different struggles, different pain, different situations that we facing today. So mm-hmm. I think once we get stuck in that tradition into that same zone, that same move, instead of we thinking it's helping us, but we really bound. Mm-hmm. And we ain't receiving how we need to be receiving from God because we stuck. It's almost like you shackled in chains to a process mm-hmm. that's not working anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, Kev, you said something about the creativity, and I'm just piggybacking off of what he was saying, like something has to change. Yeah. What what creativity, um, what level of creativity do you feel like we should actually push into the church, or what do you see on the horizon as far as creativity with the church? I think it's an adaption to what the family looks like today. Mm. I think that's key because you have so many different forms of family coming in. It's not that traditional mom, dad, son, daughter, dog situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You have blended families. You have Mm -hmm. broken families. Mm -hmm. You have single families. Single families. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being able to cater and adapt to be able to present the message of Christ to that entire situation. Right. I think there needs to be a, a little bit more creativity in in that regard. I think there should be a little bit more creativity as it pertains to uh, attracting some of the, the youth. Okay. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than having a youth department run by somebody in their 50s or 60s. <laughs> you know, you know, it's just there's a disconnect there, you know. So I, I think uh, to me, those are two main areas I think that we can really address. And it can come down to simple things just like time management. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I can only speak from my experience, like in the in the black church. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes uh, we 
blame the spirit for things. So we're like, you know, <laughs> the reason why our service is three, four hours is because we allow the spirit to have its way. Right. When really it's a lack of management and planning and, mm. and order, mm. right, in, in, right. The, in the service time. And so we're living in a time now where it's not like the, the father works and the mother stays home. If there's two parents, both people working, a single, you're definitely working. Yeah, yeah. You have to be conscious of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and one of the biggest uh, complaints that I hear is that I, I, just, I don't have time. I don't want to be there all day. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And so it's not to take away from allowing the spirit to move, but it's being aware of the type of people that you're looking to share this message with. And being aware of what their needs are, what their concerns are, and addressing those in the way they need to be addressed. Yeah, right. that's that's a major point, bro. Yeah, I mean, and I I respect that to the point because what if you are a pastor and you're like, I can stay in church all day if I want to, but there's something a little bit selfish about that. Yeah. Especially you don't know what somebody else got going on in their life. Right. They need to, you know what I'm saying, make some moves. They need to get the kids ready for school the next day. Right. And, you know, I mean, and, and honestly, in the back of somebody's mind, it's like, yo, I'm trying to be in and out. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, I, I you know, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm halting the spirit or anything like that. Let God move the way he moved. But one thing I know, it don't take all day to get the word. Right. And right. you see how it can be drawn out sometimes. So there's two, there's two components to that, right? Mm-hmm. There's the church component where we should be able to uh, have order in our service mm-hmm. where you can allow the spirit to move, but you, you don't have to, you know, let it take all day. But the second component is self-accountability. So you're right. It doesn't take all day for the spirit to move, mm-hmm. but it's hard for somebody to get into the move if they haven't been engaged all week long. There right. we go. Right. So, you know, that while there is some blame on the church, I think there should be some self-accountability because sometimes we use the church. It's almost like spiritual consumerism, mm-hmm. right? I'm just going to go there, get what I need to get and be yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get my get the spirit through the checkout, the yeah, quick yeah. self-checkout, right. get what I need Beep. to get and be, yeah. and be out. That's what my pastor said a lot, man. Um, she, she talks about that a lot as far as before you even get to church. That you should already be, you know, building. Yeah, 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 yeah Even yeah. on the way there. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. Did you do it during the week yeah. at all? Or yeah. at home before yeah. you even yeah. leave, start praying, start doing something to get you so you're not, like you said, so you're not just arriving right. cold turkey. Yeah. yeah. You know, and depending on the pastor to get you, you up. get you there. Yeah. You know. So yeah, that's a that's real. Definitely. Yeah, Kev, so, I mean, if you could just elaborate, uh, could you give a, a background of, of, of your, your relationship to the church or whatnot? Man? All right, so um, I grew up in church my entire life uh, to the point where, you know, you have watch night service and you're in church New Year's Eve. I didn't even know a ball dropped in New York until I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I thought everybody went to church on New Year's Eve. Like that, that was me. I was born in church, you know, and I'm, I'm at that age where I'm part of both traditions, right? So I grew up in a more traditional setting where we had the services every day. Mm-hmm. I was in church every day. Mm-hmm. Um, every Friday night, joy night, you know, I was there. And then 
uh, having this new age church where you're not there as much. So I've seen both. Um, My father's a pastor. Now, I didn't grow up a pastor's kid, but my father became a pastor when I was an adult. And I was part of his ministry. I was his minister of music for the last 18 years before I moved down here. So I can say that um, I was blessed in the regard of being under my father's ministry because I think, uh, if, if I'm being honest, my father probably felt some of those same pain points. And he was determined to make sure there was a difference. Mm. So he will always say, what's the difference between you coming out of the church and saying, man, had a good time. And the guy across the street coming out the bar saying, mm. man, I had a good time. Yeah. What's the difference if there's no change? Mm. Right? And so our, I'll say our, but my father's mantra was, you come to church, we want to give you God, and then we're going to allow you to spend time with your families. So it was more service, less service. If that makes sense. Mm, I like that. So we was always impacting the community. We were always doing things to take the ministry outside the four walls. Mm -hmm. And so I have a deep passion for that because that's where, you know, my youth was more in that traditional setting. But as I got older, uh, I started to see how ministry really should be done. Right, right, right. I think that's where you feel it the most. Yeah. On the ground level when you interact there's an exchange and you're able to express the you know the actual gift of love that God has given you and you can actually feel it back yeah you know yeah I mean most of the ministry that Jesus did was not in the temple yeah yeah you know yeah I mean that 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 exchange that human exchange Mm -hmm. that that love exchange that's that's real ministry and um I I uh, hate is a strong word for me, but I dislike it when you you have leaders. I'll say, and they're so adamant about you know uh, do not forsake the fellowshipping of of uh, you know believers. And you know, I was talking to Kev about that. That's that scripture. You have to be very careful with because it can be two of us talking over the phone or or. Or you know, today is technology. You can you can communicate with one another. Right, right, right. We can fellowship in so many different ways, man, and build one another. Mm-hmm. I can I can speak with you. We can talk, and we can get more between what we're talking about than you going and sitting in somebody's you know what I'm saying pew somewhere. But you know what's real about that is that because right here we can identify with each other. You know, yeah. it ain't. It's hard now because when you go into church, they really can't identify with the pastor because it's like the pastor's way up here. Mm. Even in the Bible, Jesus, he didn't look, he wasn't dressed flashy. He didn't make himself appear like he was above anybody. He was, he looked like. Amongst. Exactly. So he was able to conversate and they was able to identify with him on a level that they can receive. When we go in church today, it's like everybody want to be up high and demand something. Now, I'm not going to say that's every every pastor, you know what I'm saying? But it's hard, especially for the youth, to receive that, especially if they come in with issues that they have, you know what I'm saying? That's true, because, so, you, you know, a lot of the youth, you know, they already see the world doing that. Right. You know what I'm saying? With the established, oh, you want to be the G, you want to be this right here. Right. And right. then you come to church and you're seeing the same thing. 
But I way. think yeah. I, I think it could it could be respected if, you know, you had the flashiness, but you still did the service. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Cool. I mean, True. you know, that's a level of I guess how you lead. What your right, leadership yeah. is like. Right, right, you know, right, right. what your leadership is I like. I wanna go back and like you said, it could be done. The transparency mm-hmm. has to be there. I mean, if you notice, a lot of times the transparency ain't there because, say, when you hear the pastor is caught up in this or the pastor may be doing something that we consider sin right. or we look at it as a shock because there's no transparency from that point. Because, you know what I'm saying? It's like you got to uphold a, a perfect yeah. image to the people. Right, right, right. Well, so, I mean, that's a perfect image. I mean... Well, I think sometimes we put unnecessary pressure on the leaders, too. Yeah. That too. So, yeah. I think mean, sometimes, you know, you look at an individual simply because they're the pastor or whatever leadership role they hold, mm-hmm. that they're no longer human. Right. So as a man, you don't see that that fine young lady that just walked into church because you're the pastor. So I, you obviously don't have eyes. Right, right. You know, right, right. Right. You, know exactly. you can't, you know. And, and so sometimes, uh, sometimes I think there's a, a pressure put on the leadership by the members and then that leader tries to uphold the standard that they can't uphold. Mm-hmm. That's that's true too. You know, you know, you were saying something about sometimes we blame the church for things too. I feel like sometimes as a, as a leader or a pastor, you need to upfront, like you said, see, put that level of transparency out there. Like I ain't perfect. I, I am subject to fail. You're right. You know, but I am doing what God called me to do. Yeah. You know, regardless and. You know, the, uh, his the, the blood ain't different from you because <laughs> it's, it's needed for me too. Right. Right. So I think if you establish that from the beginning, it's no way that you know, you know, sister so and so and brother who and who can start pointing fingers at you because you mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm just like you. I'm just going after God. Right. You know. Yeah. Like Kev said, I I know it go both ways. You know, it go both ways, man. But I feel like. Like he said, a lot of times, you know, the people do put pressure on a leader, you know, but we need to have understanding on both sides, I think. And you can't be, as a leader, you can't, just don't want to make it seem like you have it all figured out because we, we're going to be learning right. for forever, the rest right. of our life. Together, you know, like that. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Making mistakes. Yeah. So, mm. So I, I wanted to ask you guys a question, too, as when it comes down to church. What if you are and I know there's people out here um, that are listening to us and, and me as well. I, I do not have a, a celebrated church home. Mm-hmm. What are things to you that matter? Not just to you, but to your family when it comes to choosing a church home. I think a lot of people out here, you know, a lot of people love God. A lot mm-hmm. of people have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that aren't on somebody's role somewhere as well. So, you know, if you guys could elaborate on that, you, you guys tell me what y'all think about that or how y'all feel about it. Um, in my situation, like me personally, um, the, the 
the word of God is always like number one. Like I have to be able to understand whomever's bringing forth the word. Like I, it has to be a way I can understand. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one. Uh, number two, I would say because I'm a lover of music, it's got to be. You know, praise team, worship, music. It got to be mean, right. It got to move you. So it's you, got to. So you got to have that music. Yeah, I got yeah, to. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm just being 100. It got to be like, nice. Yeah, yeah. If it ain't right, then I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, not saying I won't listen to the word or check for yeah, the word, yeah, but yeah. you may not have me physically in your in your seat. Yeah, um, yeah. And then three, it would have to be like, uh, auxiliaries as far as for kids, uh, different ministry ministries, um, like probably that would be my top three, you know. Um, but yeah, that music is key though. Like, uh, yeah, listen, I, I feel you on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel you on that, and I I just had to go through this. Mm-hmm. You know, I I served under my father for eighteen years. Mm-hmm. So coming down here and now having to find. A church home was a greater feat than I thought it would be. Right, and there's right. so many churches; it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everywhere you go, I felt I was tired of being a first-time visitor. Yeah, you know? yeah. But did you stand up when they said stand up? The first couple of times, <laughs> and then after all, my wife was like, "We're not standing up. Yeah, We're just going to right We be here before, right? But I would say for me. Like, like you said, the, the word right. is paramount. Because if the music is hitting and the place is jumping, but I walk out there and, and I, I, there's, there's nothing to get me through the rest mm-hmm. of the week, that, that's going to be troublesome right. for me. Right. Right? Because right. that's the, the main reason why we go there is, yeah. is to receive a word. So the word is, is the most important to me. After the word, for me, it was, I needed something for my children. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have four children, right, ranging between the age of thirteen and six. So I would hate to be a part of a ministry where I'm getting fed, and my children are starving. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. You yeah, know, right. yeah, yeah. And so that was important. And then I wanted a place uh, where I knew they was going to be impacting the community. Mm-hmm. You know, that's big. I always say if if your church door shut down today, and nobody around you knows. You were never really a church. Gotcha. Your community should know know whether or not you're there or not. Right. right, You know? Right. And so I think that's important. And then fourth for me was definitely the music. Yeah. Because there were a couple of churches that we had visited when we came down here where everything was good. Yeah. But the music was, and, and that's just for me, but it wasn't hitting right. Like, and, and I would sit there and it would bother me because I'm like, I'm, yeah, just, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not getting that, you know. Right. And I, I just thought about <laughs> the five hard beats when my man was playing up there, and the yeah, man pushed, ran, them pushed them off yeah. the field <laughs> and start. Shout out to the five hard yeah. beats, yeah. but yeah, I feel you know. A couple of times yeah. I felt like doing. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's got to go, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you feel about that? See, opportunity too. Oh, like, okay, okay. Uh, just the room to grow in certain yeah. positions, mm-hmm. to, you know, yeah. to become a student, teacher, to you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, no gate, no gatekeeping in 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, so, yeah. Uh, for me, man, definitely, I know it's different styles of preaching. <laughs> for me, it's got to be a balance of preaching and teaching. Okay, okay. For me, you know, it's a lot of... So you're not trying to get all... <gasps> nah. You're trying yeah, to get all... Yeah. Trying to catch nah, the yeah. bell. Yeah. All the, the hooping. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. It's cool as long as, you know, my family know what's going on. They understand. Yeah, it. yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't want that... <laughs> I don't want the, the quick fix... I want to leave and understand so I'm able to, if I if I got to explain it to my kids or someone else, mm-hmm. you know, I can break it down. I can know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Music is definitely important all across the board. But I have to say, at our church, man, we have, we have been to the place where we ain't have music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is why I want to say where it gets down to really just basing and relying on your relationship with God, period. Yeah, yeah. No music. Some it's been times we had to play music on our phone, hold it to the microphone. Yeah. I'm talking about that type yeah, of yeah. worship where you don't got the music. You don't right. got the instruments. Right. You don't got the people. Yeah. Well you just in there, five or six people and y'all just together mm-hmm. doing what you gotta do. Just real organic. Just getting yeah, down yeah. to it. Yeah. You know and I think, yeah, yeah, that's a process, man. Like, yeah. like I've been there. I mean, I've done that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. To the point where I know, like, bro, if we had a five piece, yo, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the appreciation of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know what? To me, like just hearing that, just to me, that's something special about that. Like, cause that's just raw. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. cause you're still at that state and at that place, like. Well, we ain't got all that, but we still here to worship yeah, God. Yeah, like there's yeah. there's a level of like uh, just being opened up to God there right. because That's a all lot of got. yeah because yeah. a lot of times some people can use the other things as distractions. Right. You know. Absolutely. You yeah, know. Absolutely. And when you're there, it's almost just being you know, excuse the term, but being naked. Like you, you just, just you open, yeah, yeah. You all in. Yeah. It's it's not it's we nothing had, holding you back. No barriers. It's been times where we had visitors that's probably used to a certain schedule, mm-hmm. music, and all that, and you know they mm-hmm. might be looking at us like, you know, this church. I can't come back here, right, 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 because they ain't got this or they ain't got that. But we we in a we in a season of straight. Like we we digging we mm-hmm. we we expecting from God what you may already have, mm-hmm. or you may not even have. May not even. Yeah, have. because and I, I'm thinking about that because like I know how God moves and I've seen God move in those real situations Man, like that. You, like you know where revelation knowledge is poured out, where blessings are coming in, people mm-hmm. getting healed it. just because it's like. That raw, that rawness, like you know what it is. Yeah. I, I believe, I think sometimes at that level, the expectation is higher mm. for God to do what He said He will do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you have everything, you don't expect as much because mm-hmm. you come in, you're like, I already know mm-hmm. we got right. it. Mm-hmm. But in certain situations, you come in expecting a move because you're looking and anticipating for God to do something. And when you come in with that state of mind, mm-hmm. you ready. Yeah. That's when you start to really see miracles happen, bro. Yeah. It's like I said. I gotta shout out my pastor, Pastor Dolores Perry, bro. Our roof, that the ceiling, 
it was literally falling, bro. We went through that for a long time. I'm talking about, you remember I told y'all? Yeah, yeah. We would have to come in, have prayer sessions, all of us around a kerosene heater. Mm-hmm. We praying, you know, like I said, believe in God for the fix, for the move. It took years. Right now, and I know my pastor, I know she prayed her tail off, man. You know, even when we was disobedient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right now, God bless the, the roof is, the ceiling is fixed. And this has come from you, like like you said earlier, this, this came from other churches helping out. Mm-hmm. Coming through, helping to fix the wrongs or the issues that we had right. in our church. Just the move of God overall, but it took the patience and the consistency, the prayer, and the obedience to get it done, man. You know, I, you know? I like what you said. You know, we we're talking about church in the community. Um, like, other churches stepped up and said, we're going to help our sister church or our brother church over here to do that. Yep. Like, why do we not find that so much now? You know, because that's true mission of God. Like, mm-hmm. we all... Like, if my hand can't help my foot, if my foot is injured, what the heck I need my hand for? Right. You it's know? like this. If you, you got a, a church here that's struggling and you got another church maybe a block away or two that's doing huge church, doing well, mm-hmm. got everything. I mean, it's like we live in a time now where we got to have that. To even consider going there, but we we passed by, mm. you know, the little church with three or four cars in the in the driveway. Mm-hmm. We think God don't dwell there because mm. you don't have anything, or we don't have what the next person have. We like, oh God can't be there. Mm. Yeah, but, you know what I'm saying. That's how we look at it, though. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I I agree with you. I think sometimes it's that. So we have this perception of what God blesses and, and, and what he doesn't. And then I think sometimes on a smaller scale, the, the thought process is I don't want to be accountable. I could be held more accountable in that setting. Exactly. And we're living in time. Nobody wants to really be accountable. Mm-hmm. If I go to the smaller church and I yeah. miss, you're going to know. You're going to know. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. but I can go to one of those mega churches and I can come and go as yeah. I please. There's no accountability. I can slip in, yeah. slip out. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be stuck in a situation where now you're relying on me to do this and do that. I think sometimes... That's part of it as well. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. In your 18 years as uh, being a music MD at the church, uh, did it did it ever burn you out? Did it, like, understanding that this is, you know, what I do for God, you know what I mean? Like, did you ever get to that point? Burnout, no. Okay. Fatigued, yes. Okay. Because remember, I wasn't just the musician. I was the pastor's son. So okay. I was on the music board. I was on the 
ministerial board. I was on the trustee board. Yeah. I was yeah. on the marriage board. You know, mm-hmm. wherever was wherever my hands were needed, that's where I was. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a mega church. We had a pretty small church. Okay. And so, yeah, there were times where you were tired. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say burnt out. Because okay. I never got to the point where I didn't want to do it anymore. Right. I just wish there was some help. Okay. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Um, it, it was in those times, though, that I had to really fall back on why I was doing what I was doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The why. The why. It was so important because if you're doing it just because it's dad or you're yeah. doing it just because I'm supposed to, that's when real burnout will start to kick in because you'll right. start to feel underappreciated, underpaid. I don't have to deal with this. God doesn't require all that. You start doing right. all that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But when you realize that your service really is rendered unto the Lord, it kind of refuse you. Yeah. I, I kind of like it as almost being a parent. I think as we all parents, you get tired, mm-hmm. right? right? But it's a different type of fatigue yeah. that you get because you know, you know, this is something that needs to be done. So, right. It, it was it was kind of along those lines. I think it, what my what my father was able to do, I think, is amazing because we were a non-denominational church, mm-hmm. and we were renting. We didn't have a building. Okay. And there was a church uh, in Kenilworth, New Jersey, that had a building. The pastor had passed away. The wife was trying to take over, but she was older. They didn't have the members, and we were able to. Merge the two, right? And you don't really see that happening, like you said. You got one church struggling, the other church not. Why not Come bring together. this thing together? Mm-hmm. And we was able to do that. And now the church is flourishing. I think many times you don't see that because, it's like, well, I don't want to go over there. God can't be over there. Let's bring these resources together. And, you know, yeah. yeah. But I think that when you say combining, at that point, I think the individual ministries have to realize the importance of the team. You know what I mean? The importance of the one that's, you you know, you bumping elbows with, you know, getting this work done. I mean, and that's, I mean, I think that's probably what it is. And that falls in line with the accountability. And that falls on the leaders. Yeah. Right? Right. So I think a lot of, I, we, I think the church went through phases. I think the church went through a period where, it was a profitable. It was a profitable business. Right. You become a pastor. You can get a salary, right. a car allowance, a right. house allowance. Right. Right. And so it became this this place where I could actually get compensated mm-hmm. for helping you have hope. Right. And anytime you can prey on people getting hope, that's one. It's definitely profitable because everybody needs it. Mm-hmm. Right. But it can also be very manipulative. Mm. So I think we went through that phase. So now you have all these different egos out there and all these different people being compensated mm. where it's hard to let that go. Right. 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 You know, I think then you're stepping into the psychology of church. You know, there's definitely a, um, a mental uh, relationship with church, you know, several, mm. several uh, I guess, levels. Uh, and what you're talking about, sometimes you can see how people can pray on those that pray. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. If you, like you said, you, you're looking for hope. Well, how about I'm going to sell you some hope? Mm. That's how some people think. Mm-hmm. If you praying, I'm going you know, to make sure you are my prey. 
you know, and that is the uh, the dangers that a, that that a lot of people have experienced, mm-hmm. seen, or, or been hurt by. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of two a lot of a lot of people stay away from the church too, because they've experienced this, or somebody told them about something that actually occurred, or things like that. And honestly, you know, all church ain't like that. Everybody ain't like that. But mm-hmm. you do have. Or, or we've all seen experiences or, or know of situations where you know that ain't right. You know what I'm saying? But it's done went down like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting because there is a, a, a level where the psychology of, of somebody wanting to uh, get somebody is, is out there. Right. You know? Well, I mean, I guess you have to say to that particular leader because, I mean, you You, you know, you sticking people, you know, hey, yeah. after a while, it's, I don't know, man, I don't know, it, like I said, I just feel like if some of these smaller ones would combine, it would work. I think, I think you would see God move, like, but you have to appreciate the, the different perspectives from these individual ministries. I mean, they could have something. They could have something there. It just needs maybe proper funding. But it takes some humbleness from a leader, from one leader to the next. I mean, no, I, I was talking with someone. I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. But I was talking to someone. Um, they have a church, and pretty much, I think, ninety-five percent of the the church, ninety-five percent of the church, they uh over 70 years old and it's a decently sized church but they're starting to lose members because Mm -hmm. they're passing away and like you look at it like all they need is some youth in the church they need some 20 30 40 Mm -hmm. year old members right now but they don't have that right and like you said it's you know sometimes churches just need something else that they don't have to push them forward and I you know it would be cool if there was a committee that went around was like what you need over there what you need over here what you need over there but I think we should kind of be on that that level to push each other to get us to where we need to be as far as the body you know oh yeah definitely it's in in there I think like you said if the smaller churches can come together but I know the leaders but also the people the congregation has to we got to get to a place of love more. Mm. It's a lot of times we don't want to link up with other churches or other people because, you know, such and such, some kin to who over here or that family, we had an altercation, we got problems. And, you know, we don't link up because of personal issues. Mm-hmm. And we let that affect what we can actually do I together. Think stepping on somebody's toes out there listening, brother. <laughs> you know, so... You got these problems and you want to avoid them instead of addressing it and or, or forgiving <laughs> like we're supposed to do. And you just want to break it down in all these small sections, okay? Mm-hmm. We're going to rock with these three members and we're going we gonna to keep our pride. We're going to rock with our six. <laughs> we're going to rock with our eight over here instead of just coming together and moving, moving strong, man, so... You know, God always got a way of putting putting us in position to where, you know, he always get the glory anyway. Right. However, however it break down. You know? Yeah. So, 
another question I have for you guys. Um, what is your, we're in a new decade. Mm-hmm. What's your expectations of church and what we need to be moving into, what we need to be moving to? And, and, or if you can, you know, what do you see, what do you see church at in 10 years from now? With everything we got with technology and, and what we got going on, what do y'all see it? Hmm. Mm. That's a that's a loaded question. Yeah, real loaded. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I think that question is going to differ depending on who you ask, even from a cultural standpoint, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think with the way technology has been progressing. Uh, if some churches don't catch up, <laughs> they're going to be even further behind. Yeah. Right. Or no you longer know? existing. Or no longer yeah. existing. Right. Um, but I, I really do think, though, I think in some regards, there's an enlightening happening, enlightenment happening amongst believers because we're more, I, I don't want to say educated, but we have more information now. Yeah, it's at the fingertips. Right. Yep. So it's not so much that grandma said to do this, but we actually have the ability to look up what grandma said and we have more people doing that. Right. So I think we're going to have more informed members that's going to keep the leaders challenged on making sure they disseminate truth. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, those leaders are going to become mm-hmm. uh, extinct. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um I just, I just, like you said, I just see it more, for me, on the level that I think about it as. I see it more modernized, pretty much. Um, and I think that just depends on, you talking about 10 years, I just think it depends on your media team and things of that nature, the vision of what's brought down. Um, it's just how I see it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bro, I know we... I know we wrapping up eventually, but I just want to ask this question though. With all the technology, ten years from now, will people? Do you think people will actually be together in a building in that old school traditional church setting, or do you think it would still be effective <laughs> at home watching a stream? Because a lot of churches stream. All their um, services. Will you be? Do you think you'll be able to receive or receive that from home? Let me or say how would that rock? I I can receive a lot of information from home just by listening, pausing, stopping right now, researching, listening. Right, just that pattern. Right, you feel what I'm saying. I don't, you can't do that at church, but just understanding all that that I learned or, or I study or go over and then go to go somewhere to enjoy that, I think that'll still be there. I think you can still learn by streaming, you know what I mean? So the information still needs to be brought forth. Um, and I think people will be home learning. But I do think in that learning along the way you should Understand that I need to dwell amongst Among others, others. Yeah. that are on on that level or doing the same thing or of a like mind. You know? Right. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I, I totally agree as well. I think there's still going to be a balance. 
Yeah. I think there's going to be a balance. Yeah. But I do feel that it's going to it's going to look different from what we see it as of right now. Okay. And, and I say that to I I don't know where technology is going. There's going to be something in 5 years that we didn't know about right now that's going to shock the world technology-wise. Right. You know, and it's going to be something that would cause uh I will say it's it's going to be something that we can use as a tool, mm. and what we know is church won't be the same, but it'll still be the same. Because yeah. there's parts of church that that uh, was exactly the same as right now in 1970, mm. but there's things that are different too. Mm-hmm. It's just we don't know what it's going to be, you right. know. Um, but uh, and, and I, I'll never forget this, man. I, I was riding one day. I was just praying, and and um, God whispered something to me that was amazing. He said, "Technology is where the spirit has already been." And I I thought about that, like so, everything that we have that's like so amazing—cell phones, this and that—but God has already been there before that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about science, God is super science. He's above everything that you even can even imagine or think about. You know, um, you get into the spirit realm, you you can communicate with, with, with other people and you ain't got no cell phone. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it's just like we you just don't have any idea where it's actually going to be, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think the church, as we know it, right, will ever go away completely. I don't right. believe that. Yeah. Even with the ability to stream... Mm-hmm. Um, there is something about being, there will be a different energy, even in this podcast, if we were each home. Right. Because we could do that. Yeah, right. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We could each be in a different, in four different locations, mm-hmm. having the same conversation, but the energy would be different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like that. Right. So, whenever you have the ability for believers, especially believers, to come, to come together where you can have group people come together and now God himself, mm-hmm. his presence will come there. I don't, I don't think we'll ever lose that because people they need that. Right. right? Yeah, it'll always be there. That's the attraction. That's yeah. the attraction. Yeah. But two or three are gathered. Yeah. 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 You know, I think oh. that's it. I and mean, I think that's where you have the structure in making sure that to those believers who do come from a leadership standpoint that we hold a certain standard of, you know, because we want the people to receive as well as what we receive from God as well. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's pretty, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Dope conversation, man. Yeah. Again, we thank our brother Kev Keys for coming Kev through. Kev Keys in the building, uh, y'all. You know, uh, you know he, he hit us with some other info last time and blessed us today again. Yeah. So we appreciate yeah. that, brother. Right, right. We appreciate right. you guys. Right. Yeah. Right. So as always, you know. Today's already blessed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make I'm sure taking we... that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it. Don't take hey, it. Hey, yeah, I told you. You're going to hear it. Yeah. 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 I, I'll give you your shot. Yeah. Somebody said the first time you say something, you heard, you give them credit. The second time you say, I heard somebody say, third time it's all yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What nah, you're doing is right. That's yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. What's up, man? Well, it's, it's your homie Rashawn. Be cool. And this your boy C. We out. Peace. I look to, to.